guys, and welcome to the Save Continue podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. I'm Shanae Howard. This is Tommy Shelby. Hey guys. This is Ryan Robinson. My monster kind of smells like B.O. Good. It was in my pits. Mm. <laughs> monster pits. Mm. Uh, so you guys have any video game related news or uh, any games you're excited about? Uh, the only news of any note this week, other than like all the E3 scheduling stuff, which has been relatively standard outside of Sony's absence, uh, is of course more news with Epic, the Epic Game Store. Um, so there was a whole Rocket League business a few weeks ago, which, you know, it is what it is. They say nothing's going to change anytime soon. Everything changes. Uh, yeah, everything changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, now the uh, PC gaming show is going to be sponsored by the Epic Game Store, which seems to have a lot of people concerned. So I thought that was interesting. And I started looking more into uh, why a lot of PC gamers are so hesitant to embrace the Epic Game Store. I've already, I did it day one. Okay, well, what did you gather day one? Nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. It seems to have like. I always thought like it was a matter of convenience and people just didn't want their stuff broken up because that's what it was for me. That's what it sounded like. That's what I thought it was. But apparently it has little to do with that. Uh, what it has to do with is PC players, PC as a platform uh, has always been about things not really being gated. Um, I see. PC players don't seem to care about where they get their content, right? As long as they can get it. So this is why you don't see people complaining about like Battle.net, right? Or like, uh, I don't know origin or whatever you know um well what do you mean by gated then what does it mean in that context what it means is that like it has nothing to do with this game's on epic so i have to download epic to play it what it has to do with is like accessibility whereas like with steam let's say for whatever reason i don't have a credit card i can go and buy a steam gift card with cash and still be able to access games digitally you okay. cannot do that on epic uh, on the epic game store at least not yet i see i assume that's something that will come later on down the line right yeah uh so it seems like things of that nature is, is that seems to be people's biggest problem with it um yeah uh was didn't also like a bunch of game developers like pull out of epic game store uh, so there was a recent sale, like they tried their first yes. equivalent to a steam, a steam sale. And a lot of developers pulled their games for one reason or another, and then promptly put them back up for one reason or another, uh, it varies from developer to developer, but I didn't look too far into that. Yeah. Um, I was but I mean, here's the thing when you do a big sale like that, right. And that is a big sale considering, especially considering the small size of the Epic game store. In, in, in its current state, um, and it's your first time doing that, there's going to be some hiccups, you know? Yeah. It's like with Steam, right? Steam allows devs to set their price, whether that be a, during a sale or not. Um, that's why, you know, summer sale goes on, and you'll still see, like, certain developers, like Nipponichi very frequently is like, nope, our games are still full price, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I was reading uh, an article, so, like, a lot of the games that were going on sale, like Epic was like pay like didn't get the permission from 
the developers. Right. So they were like, so say if like the sixty dollar game was on sale for fifty, Epic was like still paying that ten to the developer. Right, and that they may or may uh, not have to. Right, like I don't know what their terms of service is when it comes to the development side of things. Um, so I don't know if they have to either. I don't know the answer for that. But I, uh, I saw that that was one of the reasons why a lot of the developers were, were pull, not, I shouldn't say everyone, but like a lot of developers were pulling it because they didn't get permission. And also it hurts like without it, they don't have like the plan, like the strategy marketing plan for it. Yeah. Why it's like not the same price in other places. And also it decreases the value of people are like, oh, well it's on sale here. Sure. Uh, other than that, next weekend is combo breaker. So I'm excited to watch a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, that's all the news I really have. That's all she wrote. You got anything, Ryan? Nope. What about any games that y'all are excited about? Mm, I mean, or there's ex- always or exci- something. Or excited to see at E3. Hmm. I'm hoping that they show more Sable at E3. Uh, been waiting on that for what feels like forever. And uh, I'm really interested in... Uh, now I'm saying this and I can't think of the fucking name of the game. Uh, fuck. It's an NIS published game. Basically, it's like, so they, they did uh, Blade Strangers, right? Which was like their answer to a, a, an old school fighting game, right? Um, but now they're they're doing another game that is basically their answer to Puzzle Fighter. Okay. And I really love Puzzle Fighter. As broken as Puzzle Fighter is, I really do love that game. Uh, so to have something new that's like that is exciting. There's also another company that's like putting out what is basically monkey ball and they can't call it monkey ball, but like it is very obviously monkey ball and it looks really cool. I don't, I don't know the names of either of these games though. I'm down for monkey ball adjacent. Yeah. Um, oh, careful. Yeah, careful. Care for Watch out. For yeah. listeners, Shanae just bashed her head on the microphone. Yeah. You okay? I'm real dumb. Yeah, you are. It's been a, <laughs> we're getting a late start this morning, so it's fine. It's fine. We're tired. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll adjust. We got bulls. Sleepy uh, peepee. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything. Oh, and Mario Maker. Super psyched for Mario Maker. So what's, so what is going to be, uh, the, like what's going to be new in Mario Maker 2? Because I don't know. So much. About- uh, so like the first gameplay reveal showed slopes, right? So that's a new thing. I don't really give a shit about slopes. I'm sure it'll make things a bit more interesting. Whatever. But I'm all like, about them slopes. Like they've got, so they've got the angry sun in there, which is cool. But now they also have a moon and the moon like changes properties of levels. So it can be like reversed gravity or like spotlight or things of that nature. Okay. And I feel like that really opens up the possibilities of what you can do with a level. Uh, also auto scrolling levels, you now have camera control over how you want that to scroll. Um, there's more emphasis on switches and things of that nature. So I feel like overall, there's just much more you can do. Cool. Yeah, I'm just excited to find a new game to be excited about. <laughs> That's not Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, like I'm just... Final Fantasy VII Remake? Aren't you excited about that? Something new, like something I don't know about yet. Like something else to like look forward to. Well, I'm sure that you're going to get... I'm just open to possibilities. Sure. Um, I mean, there, I, I'm... I think that there will probably be one announcement of a new IP or new entry in something that you hadn't heard about. Yeah. Um, so Ubisoft, uh, they had like alluded to like a new Splinter Cell, but then they came back and said that was that was a joke. 
Yeah, it was expected last year. Yeah, but I, I don't think it was a joke. I don't think it was a joke either. I, for I a think, couple of reasons, and I'd like to see that's that is something that I'd like to see is announcement of a new Splinter Cell. So like, I don't remember if that was a 4chan leak or if that was Laura Kate Dale. I don't remember who leaked that list last year, but every single game on that list was right except yeah. for Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Not to mention his inclusion in what was it, Ghost Recon? Ghost Recon, Wildlands, uh, wild, they, like Ghost Recon. The division, yeah. So, like, I do think it's happening. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I'd like to also that their new uh, their new Ghost Recon actually sounds kind of neat. So I'd I'd like to see more of that. So like it's set on like some bad guys island, right? Yeah. Some like rich bad guys island, drone and, like, island. I and it's, it's got the it's Punisher. A cool in it. concept, but like, man, I wish it was the island of Doctor Moreau instead. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, Because that would would actually set you up. If it was Island of Dr. Moreau, that would set you up for like a, um, a, uh, what do you call it? Like a Vermintide start uh, type of co-op shooter, which would be really cool. And then like, I mean, what it could be Shang Tsung's Island, which would be fun. Oh, man. That would be cool. It could be Gola Gola Island. Uh, (laughs) Watch out for those Binya Binyas. Or or Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. I don't know enough about Gilligan's Island to pick something out of that that you can that you can do. But that's all right, little buddy. <laughs> I get that one. <laughs> um, that's really. I I haven't really been looking. Uh, I haven't really been looking out to the horizon that much lately because like I've I've got I've like I've had a, like a recent influx of uh, additions to my game collection, so I've kind of been like really entrenched in that. Because your girlfriend's buying you games. Yeah, she actually bought me. She's bought me two games in the past like month. Yeah, because uh, she Cause bought. She's awesome. Must be. She nice. is pretty awesome. She is awesome. Maybe buy Tom some games. You know, you ever think about that? Oh, uh, are you his well, girlfriend? Well, Tom, Tom, the last time, Tom, the last time I bought you a game, it broke. Your machine broke. No, I'm telling her to buy me games. Oh uh, yes. Oh yeah. Man, I will see. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, but no, like, because she bought me uh, Far Cry New Dawn, which I haven't gotten to yet because I want to finish Far Cry 5 first. Um, and I have Sekiro. I have Days oh, Gone. Nice. I watched a video of a Sekiro mod that replaces the character model, well, reskins the character model as 2B. I, didn't, I haven't seen that one. It's disturbing. Because it, like, cause, cause it moves weird or what? Yeah, because, like... Mm. It is, you know, it's Tubi's character model on Sekiro Man's frame. So, yeah. like, arms are wide out, like, yeah. really fucking weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. Don't do that. And <laughs> a lot of Mortal Kombat, which I'll I'll get more into in a little bit. Um, this episode or next episode? This one. Okay. This one. Um, and I, oh, and um, Rage 2. She, she, that's the other game she bought me was Rage Two. Yeah. Um, that is that game is a first person shooter, <laughs> and that's what I will say about that. Um, no, I mean the moment to moment, like the like the actual gunplay is is fun. The weird thing about it is though that like it's gunpla, gunpla. That's a good. I, I like that. I'm gonna start saying that instead. Um, so people are gonna get really confused. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was building Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, of course, when I'm playing the game, I, I can't help but think about the first Rage game, which, by the way, I, I remember not too long ago that I said that, man, I would really like another Rage game. 
and people kept telling me how it wasn't going to happen. And then it happened. Sure. So you proved them wrong. Did I, though? Because, like... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like rage. It like, does. There's a wing stick. Yeah. You know, I, but... Like, I mean, but, like, it. I feel like it feels almost like it's rage in name only. Yeah. Um, because I think that the first rage game had, like, a very... And essentially it is, right? Like, Rage didn't have a double jump. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I think... And that's really... Like, they make references to characters from the first game. Um, and, like, some events in the first game. Like, some characters from the first game are returning. Um, John Goodman? John Goodman is not here. Okay. His daughter is here. So, um, but, um, yeah, um, it just... It, it, Bethany Goodman. Yeah, Bethany Goodman. <laughs> Good old Beth Goodman. <laughs> uh, but... It, it it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the like those two games are even in the same franchise, um, and that's not to say that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just that like, you know, I it's not what you were wanting. It's not what I was expecting, um, especially when I when I think about like a follow up to that game. It's just it's so disparate and and it's such a, it's such a its own thing that like I don't even really think it's like uh, it doesn't just really feel like a sequel. My biggest question about Rage Two. Like, what made Rage awesome to me was the AI. Yeah. How's the AI in Rage 2? Dumb. Is it? See, that's what's disappointing. Because, like, in Rage 1, your AI is, like, doing fucking flips and fucking rushing you. So, doing all there's, there's one there is one AI thing that I think is actually pretty cool. Um, so, there uh, one of the enemies is a guy who, he has a baseball bat, and he likes to, he likes to take grenades out of his pocket and like bat the grenades at you. Okay. So, but he also, if you throw grenades at him, he'll hit them back at you. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty neat. But like, other than that, more or less, the enemies are kind of just running at you. And, and you have like the smaller ones, you're like, you're kind of, you're killing really fast. And you have bigger guys who don't really, they kind of just stand there and shoot at you until you kill them. Yeah. Um, so it's, they're not really do. And that's another thing too, is that, um, so I think that they've kind of tried to further emphasize the open world in this game over what it was like in the first game. Um, but, like, there's not a whole lot going on, like, when you're driving around. There's, like, like you'll see stuff sometimes, but, like, it's largely empty. And I feel like that makes sense. But, like, because of the setting, sure. you know? It's the same thing that like we saw with Mad Max. Yeah. But, like... The weird thing about it is that, like... Like, stop doing that. You're gonna okay. So you do a different setting then. You're gonna happen across like there, like you're you'll be driving and then you'll see enemies like driving in their own cars, right? Yeah. And like there might even be times when like if you're not paying attention, you'll collide with them, and it's almost as if you're you're not there. I don't know. They, just, like, they, they ignore you, and it's so weird. Like they will like when they see each other, they will uh, they will engage each other, but like when they see you, like it's like it's like you're it's not it's like you're not even there, and it's such a weird thing to me. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who knows next to nothing about game development, uh, when I see things like that, right, like, uh, you know, open world's empty because it makes sense for this setting, and then you see that again, open world's empty because it makes sense for the setting, it's like, it feels like an excuse yeah, as to why your game doesn't have more shit, yeah. you know? Well, and this also, very, like, because you have post-apocalypse, which I think is, like, really in, in like, the Mad Max kind of uh, house, but this feels more like post post apocalypse right. in the way that like horizon zero dawn is sure um and so it would make sense because it would make more sense to 
have more stuff going on in the open world in this particular game. Yeah. And so because of that, like it doesn't make sense given the setting. Um, but like it just, it, you know, it's, uh, you, you have like different areas that you can go to, uh, that like you're basically, it's basically you're clearing out like enemy hideouts or whatever. And the, the objective is always the same, kill all the guys here and then find all the things that are, find all the, the, the hidden containers or data pads or whatever here and then move on to the next one. Um, and you're just, you're repeating that ad nauseum. Um, but I don't know. It like the, sh- the actual shooting is fun, but it's just so. It's like it's it's the the actual firefights are so short that like the moment like you start finding a rhythm in it, then it's over. Yeah, and then you're moving on to the next thing. And that could be just because you're early on. Yeah, I mean, I assume you're early on. Well, see, that's another thing. I don't know how far, how much of this game that I've played. Yeah, because whenever I look at the whenever I look at the time played in the statistics screen. First, it showed me that I was playing for two and a half hours, which I know that I've been playing more than two and a half hours. I look at it again, and it tells me that I've been playing for just over an hour. Yeah. So I'm like, how long have I been playing this game? <laughs> Forever? Have I never played it? I don't know, but uh, it's a it's it's all right. Um, it's it's very it's very uh, it's a it works. It's it's a but it's not doing anything it's like. Meh. It's it's just not doing anything remarkable, especially considering how the game was. I feel like the game was marketed in a way that it was going to be very like in your face and loud all the time. Yeah, and it's very much not that. And we talked about it last week, right? Like, I don't think every game needs to do something new and inventive. Sure. Uh, but like, yeah, it will very much try to tell its audience that w- that it was going to. Yeah, and in yeah. one of the, one of my. One thing that I absolutely that I really can't stand, it's the Peter Molyneux of ad campaigns. Yeah, and I have to, and I also have to understand that people who make the ads aren't the same people who are making the game. The Nukes. But yeah, Mr. Nukes, P- <laughs> Peter Molyneux. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we made that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, but like, and I don't. I one of the things I don't like is when. Like I can understand, like in a in a first person shooter, like having your favorite gun, right? Like everybody has a favorite gun in any first person shooter that they've played, right? But what? what Not true. Huh? I don't pick favorites. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, but then like when they make the game, when they balance the game in such a way that like one gun is clearly better than all the other ones, so like what's the point in picking up the other guns? Right, and that's my worry for Doom Two. Well, and that, well, that's yeah. what's kind of that's what's kind of happening in in Rage Two is because you got you have all these other weapons and the weapons are cool. Like there's a really cool rocket launcher and you have and uh, and like a pretty good shotgun. Um, but the one of the guns that you get early on is this assault rifle, and like you have these other weapons, but I haven't found a reason to to use any other weapon besides the assault rifle. Yeah, and. That's kind of, it's just a really weird thing to me. See, and that's like, for me, that's just like variety, right? Like, you know, variety is a spice of life, whatever. But like, with Doom Eternal, I worry because the super shotgun has that grapple on it. And when you directly tie momentum and movement to a weapon, it makes me only want to use that weapon. Yeah. You know? Well, well, that's the weird thing about Doom because I feel like the the shotgun in and of itself is such an intrinsic part of Doom's identity. Yeah. That... You know, because I, I think about Doom 2016, I think about how much of that game that I went through with just the super shotgun, and 
And it's weird because it's such a it's such a, an iconic part of Doom that I, I guess I kind of didn't mind it. But like, yeah, but like if I can play Doom as Spider-Man with a shotgun yeah. or Doom with That's a plasma like, rifle, yeah. I'm going to pick the fucking shotgun every time. Right. And like, who knows, maybe they'll do things to incentivize play with other guns, whether that be shotgun ammo is limited, which is kind of a shitty way to do it. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever else. But yeah, I worry for that game. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Doom is my favorite, though. Oh, and I played VR for the first time yesterday. <clears throat> you want to you hear about that, Shanae? Yeah. So, uh, I was telling Tom that the first, like, the other night, I I got the VR, PSVR set up. And, like, I thought that I, I don't know, I guess I, I thought I had it hooked up right, but I, I went into Tetris, and I was like, I didn't realize that it was in theater mode. Oh, yeah, because we talked about it at work, and he said that it never got clear. It was always, like, oh, fuzzy. Well, well, that, That's a screen door effect. That, that was just, that was just, that was yeah. a whole other thing. What I'm talking about is, like, it looked like, instead of, because, like, instead of, like, being able to look around and see, all, like, all the space shit around me. It, space shit. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Right? <Space. laughs> uh, it was just, like, I just, it looked like I was just sitting really close to my TV. And I was like, this is lame. VR sucks. <laughs> but then, like. Then so I I had my girlfriend like try it. I was like, I want you to see if your experience is the same as mine because I don't know if I was doing it wrong or what. But the moment that she put it on, like I could see on the TV that it was different. And I was like, it didn't look like that when I played. So I I tried it again, and you know it it worked. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I was like, what other games are there? Uh, so I played Rush of Blood. You know what that is, Shanae? No. So it's basically you know what Until Dawn is. Yes. Okay. I guess I, I guess you don't really need to know because they they're so they seem different. But okay, so basically it's a uh, <laughs> it's in the title until dawn yeah. rush of blood. But like th- like oh. they don't yeah. seem similar at the least. But anyway, so basically you it's like a you know what carnival is. They're no. coming to town. No. Okay, uh, so you're 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 an unnamed person going to some weird carnival for some reason. Okay. Yeah. And and I'm, by sense. the way, I'm talking about rush of blood. Oh, not carnival. Carnival was an arcade light yeah. gun game. Yeah. Okay. So this is a carnival like gun game. Oh, okay. And so you're in a, you're in like a you're a little roller coaster car, and uh, the the carnival guys like like guiding you through the thing and like and then like guys will jump up and like and come at you and you got to shoot them with uh, with your with your guns. Um, and Tom was asking me if I got woozy when I or queasy when I played it, and uh, I did a, like I didn't get queasy, but like my brain felt weird when like the roller coaster started moving because like i didn't like i knew that i wasn't moving i knew that i was sitting on my sofa but it still felt like i don't know it was just a weird sensation yeah uh <laughs> like i had a similar pleasurable sensation <laughs> i just i had a similar reaction whenever i played playstation vr yeah like and uh not so much on like the passive experience like that little shark tank one yeah uh where it's like to get used to like the parameters and stuff um that one felt a little i mean i felt like i had a weird moment it's like whoa this feels so real but like i can feel this ottoman that's like next to me yeah but then we played one where i was actually like, involved where like we're actually playing a game and that one i also had like just like a kind of a surreal moment where it's like oh hey this is not reality thing well like one of the the weirdest one of the weirdest things to me was i was playing rush of blood and i was holding the thing the when i pulled my guns up and like it was someone else's arms it wasn't my yeah. arms that's such a weird feeling to me um and also, like, 
so, I don't know why, <laughs> but like the idea of like someone sitting next to you <laughs> when you're in VR and you're looking right at them. You're looking right at them, mm. but they're not there in the VR. And it's just weird because when they're talking to you, it's like, I don't know. Your <laughs> argument against VR is the same as your argument against POV porn. I didn't make an argument <laughs> against VR. Sure. I just sure. said it was weird. But my argument against POV porn stands. <laughs> That's not my dick. <laughs> uh, VR is cool though. Yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time last night. I'm, I'm gonna and let's, hey, uh, now you should try VR porn. No. All right. That's not my dick. All right. Uh, well, you could do like the cuckold stuff. Maybe they'll do, like eventually like the uh, eventually they'll have like character creation for that, and it could be pretty close to your dick. Yeah. Make it real small, yeah. or like get like that uh, the age like the age of Conan dick slider. Oh yeah, it was like <laughs> zoop, 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 zoop. Uh, but yeah, I was telling I was telling Tom I was like, man, I was trying to uh, I was trying to talk to my girlfriend about getting some other games, and like he was like he's laughing because I was because I was talking about talking my girlfriend into buying video games that I want to play. Yeah, because uh, I'm gonna try to talk her into Doom, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that was that's that that's been me. Pretty good. Feeling good about that VR. So, fighting games. Nice segue, Shanae. <laughs> yeah. Ryan and I, over the past few weeks, have been playing a lot more fighting games. Not so much together. I and mean, we, we did play some MK11 together when that first came out. but uh, That was just, fun, by the way. Just kind of on our own. Um, and we did a fighting game episode a few years ago. But uh, we just wanted to come back around to it. I guess new perspectives mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I've been playing mostly uh, Vampire Savior or Darkstalkers Three, uh, as well as Third Strike. I've never actually played Darkstalkers Three. Like I just know about it because of the uh, MVC games. Yeah. So I like, think that's that's most people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair, but so what is the I mean, I know it's a fighting game, but like, what is like the gameplay style of it? Like, is it more like a Street Fighter? So, or it like, can you strafe like in Tekken? Is it like fast? No, nah, it's two D. Okay. Um, it's really interesting, right? Because like, it's a series that I played in the '90s when I would happen upon it at an arcade or a Pizza Hut or whatever, right? Uh, but it's never anything I owned, and. It's never anything I spent a lot, a lot of time with. I was talking to Ryan about this before you got here. It's interesting now to go back to a fighting game that you played when you were a kid um, with the knowledge you have now, right? Because it's it's kind of made me respect the game much more than I ever had. I always liked Darkstalkers. I always felt like if Capcom were to bring back a franchise, it should be this over something like Red Earth or Project Justice. It should be Darkstalkers. Um, but yeah, like... Just learning the game and learning, and because I'm learning three, just like researching more of the franchise in general, it's very interesting. A lot of firsts happen in Darkstalkers, you know. Um, I could not find... Specifically Darkstalkers 3 or just Darkstalkers as a series? As the series. Um, You know, it's like uh, chain combos. By the way, at any point in this, this... discussion if you guys need to know what something means speak up uh oh i will chain combos like i cannot find so like the darkstalkers franchise predates alpha you know i can't find a game before darkstalkers that had chain combos 
I mean, if anybody if anybody knows, like, please let me know because I would like to know. All right. Does Dark um, Suckers one have chain combos in it? I don't. I can't verify, but I'm pretty positive it does. Uh, and like, so let's let, let's touch on that, right? Chain combos is something that on this show I've kind of talked down about. Um, when I think about chain combos, my mind immediately goes to Marvel, and Marvel is a series that I like a lot, but Marvel is also kind of a a simpler fighting game series. Uh, in that, you know, light change to heavy, or, you know, light change, change to medium, change to heavy, right. change to launcher, right? right? For every character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, that's cool. That's great for accessibility. You've got, I guess, then six mix-up possibilities because you can do, well, maybe nine. You can do ducking. You can do jumping on any of those. Right. right? Um, and that's it. Like, you can't count launcher in that because it's going to do the same thing every fucking time. Right. Um, and then you do it in the air, and then you switch to the next character, and then you do it again, and you switch to the next character, and you do it again, you know? And then you knock him to the floor. So has and that's your, how Marvel works. Has right? your feelings about chain combos changed since then? It's changed. I mean, it hasn't changed. Like, I've always liked chain combos. Alpha 3, for a long time, I said, was my favorite fighting game, right? And the right. Alpha series has chain combos. Um but what I like about Darkstalkers and what I like about Alpha over something like MVC is it's a six-button input system, right? So you mm. still have light, medium, heavy punch, light, medium, heavy kick. Yeah. Whereas in Marvel games, you have light, medium, heavy. That's it. It's a right. four-button four fighter, essentially. Um, so what's that mean? It means you can do a crouching light kick to a standing medium punch to a crouching roundhouse or whatever, right? Any possible combination so it just gives you so many more options um and i think that's really really fun because it's it's accessible but you can be creative with it right um every single character in the game has a command grab which is fucking awesome uh, uh the dark stalker series and our dark Star characters in the mvc that i've played they all are very very unique characters sure uh like as far as like even like their move sets and stuff like that. And maybe they may be generally doing the same thing, but they like the animation and everything, like in the flow, it feels very different. Yeah. Is that, is that also true in three? It's, I mean, as far as the way that they play, it's interesting because you do have your characters that are like Capcom staples, right? Like your Dimitri and your Morgan are very much Shoto, Shoto characters with variation but they're similar what does right mean? uh shotokan so like a kin a ryu a sakura a nakuma like that kind of character right understood uh lots of quarter circle forwards yeah backwards. lots of quarter circle forwards right um so you got like standard fireball with both of those characters you've got a standard dragon punch with both both of those characters but like they work differently with them than they do in other games and like you don't have like a tatsu with either one of them um you have What's like a tatsu a hurricane kick Gotcha. So you've got like a tattoo motion, but it doesn't do that. It does something completely different, right? You've got backdash and forward dash, and it works differently depending on who you're playing as. So like with Dimitri, it's a teleport, but like a very quick teleport. With Morgan, it like it's a forward and backdash that goes, you know, forward or backwards and also vertical. Uh, so it changes things significantly. Um Three is the first Darkstalkers where you're playing on a stock system, right? So stock meaning that like each player starts with two lives. And when you die, one of those gets taken away. Uh, so it's not like 
there's rounds technically, but it doesn't really work that way because when you lose a round, you get knocked down and immediately you're fighting again. The Justice game doesn't pause way. and reset immediately you're fighting. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of games take from this. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct, yeah, way. yeah. Um, you've got white life, but like significant white life. What's white life? So like uh, when your meter drains, right? When you get attacked, you take damage, which just that health is gone. Right. And then you get white life damage, which you have the possibility of getting back, right? right? But it's significant in that you're getting a ton of it. Uh, and what's cool about that is you can be on the last, you know, last round of the game and you've got like an eighth of a meter of regular life, but like 80% white life. Right. And what that changes is it, it makes, you know, if that's you, you're trying to back off and regain that life. But because the game is so fast and because there is so much white life, the game becomes a rushdown game uh, where like, and which is why I think Ryan would probably really like the game because like you're, you're just trying to hammer the other opponent as fast as you fucking can, you know? Right. Um, yeah. It just does. It's like your alley. Mm-hmm. Your style. Yeah. It just does a lot of I'm really very aggressive, really neat things. And a lot of those things, it was, you know, the first or one of the earliest right. uh, iterations that I can find in doing that. <laughs> Third Strike is a whole different ballpark. Uh, you know, mainline Street Fighter games do not have chain combos. So What's Third Strike? Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Oh, gotcha. It's the third for version of Street Fighter 3. Um, There's a lot of versions. There's a lot of so versions three of each versions. of them. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, if if Darkstalkers is a game where you can, like, feel super powerful super quickly and learn very fast... Uh, Third Strike is a game that I've played much more of than Darkstalkers 3 over the years. It's a game that, like, you just feel like you are fucking shitty at this game. <laughs> you know, like, you need you to... You are a piece of you shit. You need to practice this game, you know. Um, but but it makes it so much more satisfying when you can execute on, on that practice, you know. Uh, even just parries, like, Ryan and I were playing ultra four just a little bit ago and i was telling him like focus attack is neat and everything but like i can't believe they've removed parries and replaced them with focus you know uh it's such an interesting thing to have in a video game and like capcom fighters haven't really done that since except for ryu in five you know he's the only one in five with a parry right as, as far as for his v skill i'm not yeah. positive though but like but even so even putting it back like I guess that's why I'm going back to these older fighters is that fighting games have wanted to bring in a larger audience, which makes sense. And to do so, they've all, all become simpler, all of them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that doesn't mean they're not fun. I've had a lot of fun with five over the years, you know, but I, I feel like I want something that's going to push me to become a better player, you know? So, like, for instance, when Street Fighter Anniversary Collection came out, uh, although its training options are very, very limited, you can uh, record dummy settings and all that, right? So, since that game came out, I've been trying to do the uh, Evo Moment 37 parry, the Mm -hmm. Daigo parry, you know? And now I'm trying again uh, on this version. And, man, I can get maybe... So, for those that don't know, I think that's a 15-16 hit combo. Yeah. I can parry maybe like the first five or six, yeah. you know? 
Because uh, you have to just be on it. In five, frame. as Ryu, I can do the whole thing, no problem. Right. No problem. Right. You know, I feel like the window for the, the the window is bigger in five. It's way bigger. The window for execution in everything in most modern fighting games is bigger. Right. Eleven included, right? Yeah. But yeah. So it's just, you know, try because like I guess my feeling is, is if you can get good at the golden era games, mm-hmm. you're gonna be much better off in the modern stuff. Right. Um. So I want to okay. Uh, summon of time was last week and Shanae, did you did you look at any of that no okay so it was a it was the first tournament for uh Mortal Kombat 11 okay yeah i was going to say what is that um, well so beyond the summit is beyond the summit tournaments in general right. summit of right. time specifically right. is 11 yeah um which man that so it was it was very fun to watch, and like there were some, and like I, I first I watched it, I watched it first and foremost because I wanted to see, uh, uh, I wanted to see how Sonic Fox performed, but then I also got to watch like really great fighters like Dragon, um, but Dragon is just his, uh, like I didn't like that was one of the things that I took away from Summit of Time is that these characters were doing things in Mortal Kombat 11 that I just didn't, I didn't know that these characters, like they were doing. They were doing combos that I didn't know that these characters were capable of. Um, and watching and like watching a lot of that was just like it was just really uh, it was really in- inspiring, especially considering that I feel that Mortal Kombat 11 has been um, as far as an experience for me has been one where uh, probably the most beneficial to me as a fledgling fighting game fan Um Specifically, in the way that it, it kind of explains the foundations of what you're doing, um, and even still, I feel like I have like a long way to go. There's there's stuff that they don't lay out all the way, right? But they give you some. They give you a lot of. They give you some basics there. And what the thing about it is, like watching this stuff and like and like spending like two or three hours at a time in in practice mode on Mortal Kombat 11, doing a ma- doing online match here or there. Um, it's like the more it, it's so strange because before, like, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, like all the stuff would have been, uh, intimidating to the point where it was just impregnable to me. I like, I just wouldn't have been able to get into it, but now it's just like the more, like the more terms I hear, the more stuff that I see, like the more I'm inspired to like get in there and practice and learn. And it's just and then, like, I'll spend. Like, I mean, you're definitely like seeking education more than you used to. Yeah. Like, over the past week, you've asked me what this term or that term means. Yeah. More so, than you ever have. for example, like, uh, I never until like recently, I'd never heard the term uh, neutral before. Yeah. Um, and neutral is basically like, was like educate me. Well, I think it's from a normal standing yeah. motion. You can also have like neutral jump, which is like yeah. a straight up jump. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so like for example, like the context that I had heard it in, because I was watch- when I was watching Summit of Time, is uh, the announcers would, oops, the announcers would regularly talk about Cassie Cage's neutral. Yeah. They were like, say she's got the best neutral in the game, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Uh, Wait, how do you have a better neutral than another character? Your attacks at neutral are better. Oh, okay. I was thinking like neutral just means like you're not moving; you're just standing there. No, no. Yeah, got it, got it. Now. So neutral just means like doing a thing without a directional input. Yeah. 
Got it. Okay. Which is funny. Like Ryan asked me to explain to him. I pretty much explained it to him in that way, except that like, you know, I told him it's like jab standing still versus jab walk, walking forward. In most games, it's going to be the same attack, but in a lot of games, it's not. Yeah. You know, um, like in like a Tekken or a Soul Caliber, it's going to be co- completely different. You know. Yeah. Because uh, just to reiterate, like basically the. 90% of the fighting game experience I have is either MVC or Tekken. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't think I've ever actually played Street Fighter. Like, uh, besides an arcade machine. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it's just, like, it's, it's a fulf- it's a, like, it's a fulfilling progression in a way that I haven't felt in, like, any other kind of uh, video game. Was Hungrybox at Summit? Uh, no. Okay. I thought I saw him there, and I was like, that's really weird. I mean, I, he might have been there, but I don't think he competed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I saw him there, and I was like, this guy plays Smash. What the yeah. fuck is he doing here? Which, like, you see a lot of crossover with that stuff, but, like, yeah, that would have been strange. Yeah, but, like, you have... He's just coming up to the support. Well, it was it was Possibly. also it was also cool to see, like, because, like, it's, it was weird to... It's weird to hear the way that they talk about Mortal Kombat. Well... Not specific, not Mortal Kombat exactly, but like people who play Mortal Kombat, because like, like they, they had they had uh, they had players there like Tyrant, who had been like he had been competing in Mortal Kombat since nine, and but like to, like when you hear people talk about like people who have been competing since nine, that is considered like, like, like this is this old school guy versus this guy who started with who started with X or ten, right? And he's like a whole new generation. It's weird for for uh, um. For a franchise that is as long as Mortal Kombat is, it's like it's weird to hear it talked about that terms. But like when you look at Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat three and Mortal Kombat nine, like that's a different thing, and like so like like I can I can see where that comes from. Well, and if you look at like when the FGC is birthed, right? Like and when like and when Evo is birthed, right? Like Mortal Kombat was not being played in a serious way, right? And it's, and I think it's, it very much seems like in the past 10 years, um, I feel like Mortal Kombat is being taken more seriously than it had been before. Because they've made better games. Yeah. Um, and I would, and it shows, you know, like they, like, and I, and it, it's, Mortal Kombat has gone through like a lot of different iterations. It's, and I'm not talking about like the side games, like mythologies or anything like that. I'm talking about like their actual fighting games. Yeah. Um, like to watch that, to watch them go from two D fighter to three D fighter, back to two D fighter. Yeah, and three three D fighters that use the exact same uh, character structure, right? Across every character except Motaro. Yeah, you know, like um, like watching them do that, and then like, and like come back to like come back to two D fighting, and like, you know, you know, make the best games that they've ever made is just it's 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 a really cool thing to see, but like. You know, I like I was saying, like I've like the progression that I've seen in myself, like because I used to play like a lot of Battlefield and I and like a lot of shooters like that. And like I that progression was it was it was rewarding only in that I was unlocking shit. And like I was like, I got to get that next weapon. I got to get that next skin or whatever. Right. And Mortal Kombat is the same thing. Yeah. But like <laughs> the the progression I feel comes from. Like I can pull off this combo now. Yeah. You know, I can, I can, I can do this. I can do this, this throw on command now. Uh, whereas, like with Battlefield, like I'm always going to be able to pull the trigger and make the gun shoot, right? Right. Um, 
And what's interesting about that is like because fighting games have become more forgiving um, and a bit stripped down in mechanics even, I wonder, like, if we had an older Mortal Kombat for you to go back to, which I guess we do. We've talked about going back to nine. Yeah. Right? But, like, it's not the same as, like, playing five versus playing Third Strike. Well, even you know? even uh, even going to, we're playing Injustice, which yeah. is, like, very, which is probably, I feel like NetherRealm's closest game to nine. Right? As far as release, yeah. Yeah. Like we even like playing that, I was like, "This is kind of like there were there was some st- there was some Mortal Kombat stuff like that was happening, but like yeah. overall, like it was just it still like I still was struggling with it because like the mechanics are, are well. Different. As soon as we played, I was trying to button block, yeah, which is not a thing in that game, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. that was that was me too. What's I was button blocking, like pushing a button to block instead of pushing back. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Uh, but like the weird Makes thing sense. is that in Injustice, you press black, you push back to block. So like. Why can't they do that for Mortal Kombat? Please, God, do that for Mortal Kombat. And it's, uh, it's such a weird thing, too, right? Because, like, I feel it's like they've done so many other things well. It's just the idea of pers- being cognizant of pressing. Because I think that uh, pressing back to block is such an instinctual thing, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just you're trying just to. like pushing forward to parry is. Yeah, it's yeah. just such an instinctual thing. And, like, so the idea of remembering to uh, um, push push a button to block seems like. It's a weird thing to, it's a weird part of, it's a weird step in the journey to becoming a better player at that game. Because I feel like like you're focusing a lot on that when you could also be focusing on like, you know, other things. I mean, the, the, the advantage of button block is that in situations where in Street Fighter you'd be wanting to walk backwards but you're blocking. Yeah. In these games you can walk backwards. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, uh, I forgot, yeah. Well, I haven't played Smash recently, so definitely... I feel like I now I'm better at it, but compared to like other games, I definitely feel like I block less in Smash just because I forget that it's like mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and it has to be button blocking Smash because you have enemies coming from both sides. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, and that and They're I think everywhere. And it's it's for someone who who plays for someone like me who plays as aggressively as I do, because I'm very much like, I'm very much offense. Like you, like you look at my, uh, like whenever someone gets matched up against me in street fighter five, like they see like the meters all the way in the offense Mm -hmm. uh, section. Um, so the idea of, of practicing my defensive skills is just, that's a unique thing, like a unique hurdle that I have to overcome because like, because like, you know, I'm thinking like, Hey, I want to win more matches was like, that also means taking fewer hits. Uh, so, like getting the hang, like it seems simple. Like like to, when I say it, it sounds simple, but like putting it in practice has been a whole other thing. Yeah, I'm not very good good uh, at fighting games when it comes to like blocking and when it's like when there is a narrow scope of like when to do it because the timing on it, I always feel like I never get the rhythm down well, well it, enough to block. Well, I feel like people who are like newer at fighting games, like they focus more on like I want to do the hits, I want to, I want to, I want to do the damage and make like do the flashy moves and stuff. And it seems and and I guess I can only speak for myself, but it, but defense was always like kind of an afterthought, and I've been making it more a core part of my technique. I well, think for like, a, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, like in other games, when like you have a you have a block and you can do a parry afterwards, yeah. and like it's two separate buttons. Those I'm also terrible at getting the timing down. Yeah, and that's not even like a fighting game sphere, so it's not like as. Tense. Then you would hate Dead or Alive. <laughs> I think like the biggest problem with that, and a, a problem for newcomers into fighting games in general, 
is that we have very bad single player games. Sure. Uh, when it comes to fighting games, like across the board, Mecha- yeah. and I'm talking about mechanically. I'm not talking about Injustice Two story mode or right, anything. Right, like that. That's right, great. Right, That's right. great. But the way yeah, that the Injustice those, story story is great. Yeah, but the way that those games play from a single player standpoint, it's all very poor. Typically, it's the game's going to start you off with some easy fights, and it's going to ramp up and ramp up and ramp up, and then the last boss, you're going to have to do some corny ass shit to beat. Right. Right. That's the way it's been since Street Fighter Two, you know, uh, but like, like Skullgirls. So I'm recently starting to play Skullgirls. Oh, I played Skullgirls. And uh, Skullgirls single player is very much the same thing in that, like, the last boss is just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but like, it has a progression through its single player mode that teaches you mechanics of the game. So the first person you're fighting is going to zone. Like a lot, you know. I think so. That's why I like Skullgirls is uh, not just the fun designs and the fun characters. Yeah, explain what zoning is real quick. Uh, it's like uh, like a keep you away, like distance yourself sort of thing, right? Like so, like projectiles typically. If like, you want right? to watch a lot of zoning, watch Sony versus Sonya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, it's doing that, but it's doing that to, not to be annoying or to be frustrating. That or it's, it's doing that to teach you. Right. That in order for you to come hit this character, you're going to have to jump over all of these or duck underneath every single one of these. Or maybe your character has a move that gets you past that. Sure. Right. And I- it progresses from there. So the story mode teaches you teaches you how to play the game. Training modes are great. And I feel like tutorials have become better in games than they ever in fighting games than they ever have been. Guilty Gear Xard has like the best fighting game tutorial ever. Mortal Kombat 11, again, great tutorial. Uh, but like when you're sitting there playing a tower... It's the same bullshit it's always been, you yeah. know. Uh, so I feel like fighting games need, need to do better at that. And I understand they haven't done that because they were made, they were birthed in the arcade, right? They're made They're made to take your money. Um, but like games like Skullgirls or games like any NetherRealms games have no business doing that. Those games are made for console. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's funny because like even with Mortal Kombat uh, uh, Origins in the arcade, like there's st- like even now 25 years later they're still prone to some arcade trappings which yeah like I mean I beat Shao Kahn in nine the same way as I beat him in three which you, you know <laughs> and, and, the, and I, I I I take I take issue with that because I think that a lot of the a lot of the time and and I'm not just talking about fighting games I think that a lot of the time the the single player game is meant as a means of of, of preparing you for multiplayer portion yeah. of the game. Um, and I think that like when you have a when you have a character in the game who you beat by finding a way to cheese him to death, like it's that's like poor preparation, I think. Right. Um, because like the way I beat Shao Kahn is not gonna be the way I can beat any other character unless they're like unless they are as bad as the game as I am. Um And it's good, but like you should have like a, a fight in the middle of the game that is like that. Yeah. Because you're going to fight players that just throw fireballs. Right. You're going to fight players that just do the heavy hammer attack or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, it's going to happen, so you should learn that. Yeah. But, like, the, the single players in general just need to improve. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think, well... Because you can spend as much time as you want in training mode, right? Yeah. Hours and hours and days and weeks and months, right? But, yeah. like, you're not going to... You might learn... Like, the problem I have with fighting games is I can learn crazy shit but then execution like putting in putting in practice like when right. you're in pressure of someone who's actually hitting back exactly um and that's something that i've run into also and that's 
and because I I told you that I uh, I told Tom that I was um that I decided that I was gonna try to main Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 11, um, and JC. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty great, but um, in actual practice though, like in like when I'm actually fighting against another person. I mean, I learned that, you know, like in like in training mode, I'm like, hey, this is great. I can do this. But like in an actual when I'm actually fighting another person, I learned that like Johnny Cage is he's not really my style of gameplay. So like it's kind of it's kind of going back to the character select screen and finding someone who really is um, because he's not because he's he's not like uh, aggressive and his, his moveset isn't aggressive in the way that I that I play. Um so like actually having to go back and find that and like and like I again like Tom said I can go into I can go into the training mode for hours and weeks uh, with anybody and feel like you know this is this person is gelling with me but then as soon as I get into an actual uh, match then it's just it falls apart so I, I it's been a it's been a process of going back and finding you know who is really uh, who's really the style that I want to play as the um, answer is Cassie Cage. Um, and you know, I, f- I think that would have been true, uh, before. Is that, is that the one that has a great neutral? <laughs> Apparently. Um, um, so going back to summit, like, so I watched quite a bit of it, not all of it, but quite a bit of it. Yeah. Um, I watched all of the top eight. Sometimes that game's fun to watch and sometimes, holy shit, is it boring well, to like, watch, like, which I predicted, man, like watching Sonya, like zoning Sonya, right? So for those that don't know, in most Capcom and SNK fighters, uh, I'm not. I think Killer Instinct works differently. Uh, projectiles, uh, they eliminate each other. Right. right. If both players shoot a fireball and they hit, they disappear. In Mortal Kombat, projectiles go through each other. Yeah. Unless right? you do, unless you do meter burn, and then one projectile will eat the other one. Right. So this this chain. Well, it, it eats one attack. Right. Of, right. of the of the uh, yeah better projectile, but like. Right. It's interesting because it changes the zoning game, right? Like old, old Street Fighter games, like Street Fighter 2, are oftentimes are about zoning. You see a lot of players throwing fireballs back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Right. Um, But it can be a bit more entertaining because eventually somebody's going to break that. Right. Um, Whereas... Here, watching two Sonyas throw the rings back and forth and going through each other. really boring. Like, what it becomes is projectiles going at the same time. And then the players either ducking or jumping right. to not be hit. Right. It's fucking boring. And then Jackie, Jackie's boring to watch too because, like, at a high level, right? I feel like Mortal Kombat is a better game to watch at a lower level almost because, like, Jackie, like, most of her high end combos mm-hmm. are just a fuck ton of low kicks. Yeah. So you know? it seems like, <laughs> so, um, like it's cool, it's cool and it's technical, right? right? But it's boring to see. But so that's the thing too is that because uh, Sonic Fox, he was maining Jackie and uh, shit, I can't remember who else it was. Um, but like every like every, all of his combos started the same. I know he had, he had Aaron Black. Yeah, I think it was Jackie and Aaron Black. Um, and he did Garrus against Tweety just to prove that he could beat him with Garrus. Which, by the way, I was telling you, Tom, that like Garrus, like Garrus is probably one of the more boring characters for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my experience with it was different because I, I feel like I was having a pretty great time in most for most of it. Yeah. Um, I think it just depends on what you're into, right? Like, cause like I brought up third strike and you've watched two Chun players in third strike and it's a bunch of low medium, right? You know, like that's 
all it's a footsie game, so it's just a fuck ton of low medium. It's like okay, I'm gonna spend two to three minutes watching people lay on the ground. It's, you know, <laughs> but uh, is footsie game an actual term or just something that you call? No, it? it's an actual term. Okay, explain explain what it is, Tom. Uh, footsie typically like, refers to like playing within a one character space of each other yeah. and trying to control that space. Yeah, I gathered what it meant. I just didn't know if it was an actual yeah. term. It's like one of the one of the most common terms. Also, like uh, just like Ryan, Ryan talks about playing aggressively. Uh, that's what would be referred to as rush down. Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of dumb terms. It's like skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fighting games are the skateboarding of video games, yeah. not the skateboarding games. Yeah, the fighting that's games. That's kind it's of true. <laughs> um, but no, I like uh, so. I was watching when I was watching uh, Sonic Foxes and his his uh, his Jackie Briggs. Like all the combos started the same. They all started with uh, that series of of low kicks, mm-hmm. and then would go into something else. Yeah. Um, likewise, like with Garrus, I was watching. I was like anybody who played Garrus. I was watching them do the same grabs over and over again. Um, but like with a lot of with a lot of the other players and a lot of the other characters, I was like having a really like a really good time. I, watching I it. hate Aaron Black as a character. That's a fun character to watch. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, like so. What like exactly? <laughs> so in Mortal Kombat 11 specifically, like what makes it a character that's like funner to watch? When I watch a fighting game, I want to see action, you yeah. know. And like a bunch of low kicks is kind of boring. I can appreciate it in in Third Strike because it's a game I'm more knowledgeable about, right? You know. But you have to understand that the people watching this, much like the people watching football, are not like super well versed or knowledgeable on these games, right? They don't know that what they're doing is more technical than all this flashy shit. Right. You know? Um, yeah, because some games are very flashy, but I still are very boring to watch. Like a lot of the Blaze yeah. Blue. Well, it's like Marvel, right? Marvel is super fucking flashy, but most of that shit's pretty simple inputs. Yeah. You know? Uh, or like, especially like Dragon Ball. Like, Dragon Ball is Dragon a great Balls game. Dragon Balls can be so boring. And it's it's extremely fun to watch, but man, is that like not only are we gonna have chain combos, but we're gonna have one button auto combo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But I don't know. I think that because Tom was talking to me about how there are fighting games that emphasize excitement versus fighting games that emphasize skill. And uh he's he told he's he uh he made it a point to mention that Mortal Kombat eleven is very much the former. I think Mortal Kombat is a series, right? Yeah. Like, from the first Mortal Kombat, which they put out to monetize off of Street Fighter's success, mm-hmm. like, what is a fatality? Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it has no effect on the game. It's there for excitement. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't just create that sweet theme song for no reason. That was well after, but you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but that like, but I think you know a point could definitely be made uh, for what uh, for that, especially like watching this tournament. Like there were, like we, I think that if you are uh, if you are a fighting game player who is like very prone to shit talking, then like Mortal Kombat is is very much in your wheelhouse. Sure, um, but it's it, like it's like you know like Battle by the Bay. I I don't know, but I would guarantee there was no Mortal Kombat there. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, cause, uh, I brought up when, uh, when Fox uh, fought against Tweety, uh, cause they were, they were both using, cause Tweety had made, had, uh, I think he had beaten Fox before, um, 
at another tournament and told him to choose a different character. And then so like Fox came like got good with uh, Tweety's main character and then and beat him. Uh, so this is who you're liking to watch is Sonic Fox. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like like what the point I was making is like I think that Mortal Kombat is very conducive to like if you want to like really taunt somebody then like I feel like Mortal Kombat gives you ways to do that specifically in that match when um, Fox had Fox had beaten Tweety to the point where it was like it, like the finish him came up. Fox did a give did a mercy, which gives the other opponent some of his life back to give him a chance to to try and win, and he beat him again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that I think that if you I didn't know it did that. That's yeah. that's really funny. yeah. And I think that it's if you like ha- you've already won and you can let them have another chance. Yeah, and then just know? beat them again. And uh, and I think that if you have the kind of personality that 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 Fox has, which is he's like he seems like a nice enough guy, but he's also like in a competitive sense, he like really he talks a lot of shit. And I think that if you have that kind of personality, then like Mortal Kombat like gives you the means of like really playing to that. He needs to be careful though. Yeah. Like he's lucky because he's well liked right now. Yeah. I think a lot of it stems from his uh him winning and his speech at the game awards. Like right. that's when you really saw people start to start talking about him. Uh which he's been around for much longer than yeah, that. Sure. Um but like like look at Leffen, right? Like Leffen beat all five Smash Gods and was banned. Because he talks too much shit. He yeah. was banned for like a year. Which is weird. You know? Based on, I don't know a whole lot about the Smash community. Yeah. But I will say that in my, from what I've seen, I'm speaking for myself, they are, they seem like a very volatile bunch. Uh, so. I think it's because like, I, I'm not going to say anybody has the right to be that way. Yeah. I do think Leffen's a fantastic player and he doesn't just play Smash. Like I think he won DBZ not too long ago, uh, which is a really weird transition to make. But like. That community, as far as FGC and tournaments goes, has had to do so fucking much to play their game. Yeah, and like that would probably make me a little bit yeah aggressive. Uh, too, and I know? will I will say what that. You, what do you mean? Okay, so if you think about like Smash at Evo, right? Smash uh, Melee comes to Evo, and I don't remember exactly why it was. A, I think it was a vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a vote. I think it was a vote. It was a vote. Smash comes to Evo. It's there for one year. Uh, They're booed. They're not back for like several more years, right? Why did they get booed? People are that way. It's like when when Halo was at Evo. Is it it because it's a vice? Because some people don't consider Smash to be a fighting game. Right. I mean, look at all all the the non traditional fighting games that have been at Evo, right? Halo was there, booed. They were there for one year, never back again, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Melee, same thing. They came back eventually, but they had to fucking fight to come back. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart, same thing. There for one year, never again. You know. Uh, I mean, first of all, when Smash is at Evo, you've got Nintendo banning it. They're like, "Nope, you guys can't. You can't stream any of this, and you can't even have our game there." Yeah. And then the Nintendo fans are like, "Fuck that! We want to see Smash." So then that same day, Nintendo comes out and is like. Oh, okay, you can have Smash there, yeah. right? They've sponsored it every year since then. Yeah. Nintendo has sponsored it every year since then, right? Like Nintendo is really weird about letting other people look at their stuff. Smash Brothers and Melee specifically has gone through a lot to to be accepted by this community, mm-hmm. and now they're not there, right? Now they're not there. Like Leffen won last year; they're not or last year, the year before, they're not going to be there anymore. Like Melee's not going to be there anymore as a main game. I just want to say, unrelated, <laughs> but. I watched that tournament. I watched. I watched some of the time for Fox 
but I left feeling like Dragon was my favorite one to watch. Mm. You should watch Dragon. He's really I like great. I like Sonic Fox. He just needs to be careful, man. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that like, he's I think that he's he's made enemies in the community, and like, and I think like part of it, is, and I think a large I think it is largely in part to his his propensity to like talk shit to people, and it can cost him money. Yeah. In the long run, it can cost him yeah. a lot of money. You know. So, uh, but like, I just have one last question about the smash thing before we like move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so what are the things people say? Because the only thing I can think of is because it's like has a I guess like more mass appeal than some of the other fighting games. Mm-hmm. Is that why they don't take it seriously? I think it's just people. Uh, it's just not traditional enough for some people. It's not traditional, and when you look at like the, the way the that commands are done, different. the way that commands are done in Smash is so different from the majority of other fighting games and so much simpler. But by nature, it has to be. Um, Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? Why? How come by nature it has to be? Well, I was thinking more of it's like a Nintendo product. It's supposed to be mass appeal. It's supposed to be like everybody can pick it up and play it. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I meant. Agreed. Sure. That's I thought like, you meant as far as like gameplay, the way that Oh, no, because they, cause you have cause you have uh, Ryu there, and his Hadouken works the same way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, now it does. It was kind of different when he was first introduced. It, mm. You could still do a quarter circle. Right. Yes. But uh, like, it's just like, it doesn't matter what character you are, mm-hmm. you know how to do every single move that they have. Right. You know? Or you can figure it out in less than two minutes. Yeah, and I think that, that that's why. Um, you know, I mean, even to come back, right? To come back to Evo, they had to, like, raise the most money for breast cancer or something like that. Like, it was a competition between different, different communities and Smash Melee raised the most money. You know, like, which is a great thing, obviously. But, like, uh, you know, they've, they've really struggled to be there. And now they're not there. I mean, Ultimate's still there. Yeah. You know, but, like... A lot of the wait is is melee not there now because ultimate is there? I think it's not there now because time's up. Yeah, I mean even like MVC two was there for fucking years. Like how how old is how old is melee? Like it's got to be like fifteen. I don't know, it's fucking old. Yeah, but but uh, you know there's a lot of players, a lot of pro players that don't want to play ultimate. Yeah, that think ultimate's a bad game. You yeah. know, so I get where they're coming from. And I get where the FTC is coming from, if we're and, being quite honest. And I the, like Smash Brothers. And I, mean, I do I do think it's a fighting game. Yeah. So is Rising Thunder. There, I don't want to play that. There will, there will, <laughs> there, I'm sure there will still be plenty of Melee tournaments to be had. Sure. I mean, but there's, there's got there's, Combo there's, Breaker but, next week. Melee is going to be there for yeah, sure. But I guess there's a level of prestige that comes with being at Evo that, uh, you know, that they've, you know, that, that they felt they had earned. And, yeah. uh, and, and they did earn it. And it was there for a long time. Yeah. Um, they earned their place at Evo probably more than any other. Community. I just, I, and I don't, I don't, I, this is my, my perspective is this like, you know, uh, I, who does it hurt for Evo for, uh, for melee to be there or for smash to be there? It doesn't hurt anybody, but it costs money. It costs a lot of money. Right. But know? like that, but okay. So every additional game you have there is going to be. So, but like, would, and I think the FTC the, but, in general, but the viewership, rather, the viewership is gener- like, like attendance of viewership is generating more money, right? Correct. So, and and I could be wrong, but didn't didn't melee bring in a lot of? Oh yeah, melee was like at at a point the highest viewed game there, right? Uh, over mm-hmm. five, but you know the fact is the games the game's getting old, and the FTC as a community has moved wants, on. What's that? Has moved on. No, it's not that they've moved on. I mean, like, Combo Breaker is happening next week, and they're going to have Vampire Hunter. Right. Or Vampire Savior. Like, right, it's right, going right. to be there. It was there last year. Um, but, like, 
I feel like the FTC and specifically Evo would like to give, you know, viewership to some of these lesser known games that are equally as good. Right. You know, like cross tag battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, people had a lot of problems with cross tag battle being there last year, but like it has proven itself to be a very complex, competent fighting game. Right. That doesn't have enough eyes on it. You know, uh, you know why Skullgirls isn't there. I'm not positive. I mean, I know why, cause like, Melee made more money than Skullgirls, but like uh, as far as for breast cancer, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, I I don't I guess I don't know why I'm why I feel like I need to put this qualifier in there, but it's great that they raise that money. But like it just doesn't seem like the right metric by which you should gauge uh, uh, the potential viewership of a fighting game or the potential um, uh um, appeal of a fighting game. Well, it's not right, and like people that say Evo's bigger than it's ever been are wrong, right? Attendance and viewership goes up and down and up and down. Um, but like, I kind of, if you look at the people that run Evo and the people that started Evo, I feel like you kind of let them do what they want to do because they are. It's like Evo and Street Fighter Four. Our why fighting games are not dead, right? You know, <laughs> right? I mean, not completely, but to, a, to well, a I mean, huge think about extent. think about what Street Fighter Four did. Yeah, you know, like when it when it came when when Street Fighter Four came out, it was just like, I think that bef- prior to that game, like you, like people always just knew that fighting games were there, but they were like, they was they were there amongst fighting game fans, right? Like fighting game fans yeah. played their fighting games, and, and fighting games had become essentially what point and click adventures were. Yeah, and they just you know? like they they were there, but like nobody talked about them. And then like Street Fighter Four comes out, and just like it just changes everything up. Yep. And you know, I think that you know I think that you know fighting like fighting games as a uh, as a platform like huge debt is owed to to that game. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, if you look, all three, I say all three, because there's been five. Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, and Street Fighter 4 have done so fucking much for fighting games, right. you know. Um, and it's just, yeah, like, like obviously Capcom Cup is there now, right? People, yeah. people seem to forget Capcom has not always endorsed Evo. Uh, but, like, Capcom Cup is there now, um, and a lot of people are just like, yeah... You know, Capcom can have whatever game they want, even if it's shitty, because they put so much money into it. And it's like, well, then why wasn't Infinite there? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, because they recognize this is not a good game. Let's not have it here, right? You know, uh, I th- I think that Evo does much more good than harm. Yeah, and I I like I prefer to watch Combo Breaker to Evo, but you know, yeah, need more Power Stone. Capcom bring back Power Stone and Rival Schools and Rival School, yes, and Darkstalkers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring those games back, and you could even bring back Red Earth if you want. But I your choice. But Power Stone is at the top of my list at this point. So, do you get any closing thoughts? Um, no, not really. I mean, we, it's just what we've been into over the past couple of weeks. So we wanted to kind of just carry on about it. Uh, challenge yourself. Play a fighting game. You might surprise yourself. <laughs> yeah so uh we're, we're doing uh video game voice actors again oh god i don't know their name shanae tom wins no you you do better at him than the in this game better at me yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do better at you tom Shut up. all right 
So if you're not familiar, I'm going to name games. And then if they name need games. it, they'll, they'll name characters. But the voice actor has been in all of the games. All right. I'm ready. Halo. Uh, Jason Super, Statham. Super Princess Peach. Uh, Mario Tennis. A lot of Mario side games. Charles Martinet. Left 4 Dead. And Saw. Saw. Danny Glover. Is Danny Glover? No. In Halo, this person played Cortana. Oh, Jen Taylor. Yep. She's uh, also Zoe in Left 4 Dead. Yeah, she is. Okay. Uh, do you want me to just automatically say the character names? No. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'd actually do that. <laughs> Saints Row, Julius Little. Keith David. Yep. Uh, Diablo 3, the Demon Hunter. Saints Row 4, the president. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3, George Washington. Nolan North. No. Uh, and then uh, Robert in Last of Us. George Washington. <laughs> I know he was in the game. It's just funny to hear it. Robert in, who's Robert in The Last of Us? Which one's Robert? He's the he's the survivalist fella. Any? No, wait, no, 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 no. That was Bill. That's Bill. Robert was the uh, he's the guy from the beginning of the game who screwed Tess and Joel out of uh, oh, insignificant guy, tutorial yeah. guy. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know who that. Yeah, is. I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, we we need Sandy here for this. Yeah, Robert Atkin Downs. Oh, he was in Metal Gear Solid. And then this one, uh, Duke Nukem. John Duke. St. John. Yep. I win. I better at you, Tom. Deacon Saint, what's his name? It's John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's a that guy's a bad character. Nah, he's all right. Yeah, he sucks. So yeah, if you want to let us know how you feel about uh, Smash being at Evo or your thoughts on Mortal Kombat 11, um, at us. I don't want to hear what you think about Smash at Evo. I do. Um, but yeah, uh, you can obviously listen to us on whatever you're listening to us on. And I don't want you to listen to us. I do. Jo- <laughs> J- David, Tommy, go take a nap. But yeah, uh, this has been the Save Content. You know, podcast. I might not need a nap if I had that extra hour. <laughs> I'm sorry. I slept through my alarm. Yeah. It's my fault. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I offered you a Red Bull. I got one here. Yeah, well, I offered. Sure. Well, that's all right, Shanae. I'm not mad at you. We'll see you next week. Mm, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.